you're listening to Mysteries Beyond. What mysteries lie beyond the reach of our senses? And who are you in this vast multiverse? Hello and welcome to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laura Lavender. I wanted to start out the month of October with a topic that would ease us into the whole spooky vibe. You can feel the energy changing, at least from here in Las Vegas, as I am sure in many other cities as well. With the leaves on the trees, going from green to yellow, red, and orange, and you can feel it in people as they become more open to embracing the dark side, whether they know it or not, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, because Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, Samhain is soon approaching, and many begin to decorate their homes with symbols of death, witches, spirits. So, I figured, what better topic to kick off this month of October than Satanism and the people who identify themselves as Satanists. Do these people actually worship Satan, Lucifer, the Devil, Prince of Darkness, the Lord of Lies, the Adversary, and as Gabriel from the movie Constantine called him, Son of Perdition, Little Horn, Most Unclean? Well, not technically. But before we get started, there are some things I would like to clarify. And that is the difference between Lucifer, Satan, and the devil. Because contrary to popular belief, they are three separate and different entities. Let's start with Lucifer. Who is Lucifer? Well, he was an angel before his fall. In fact, he was the most beautiful of them all. Not only was he the most perfect and the most beautiful of all angels, but he was also high up there in the angelic hierarchy. The hierarchy can be divided into three sections. The highest, which includes the seraphim, cherubim, and thrones the middle section, which includes dominions, virtues, and power, and the lower rank, which includes principalities, archangels, and angels. Lucifer was in the highest of the ranks. According to the book of Isaiah 14, Lucifer was a cherubim, and he had many qualities, including a high-level intellect. His own name translates to the light-bringer, 
and or the light bearer, that light being the light of enlightenment, of knowledge and wisdom. But interestingly enough, the word Lucifer comes from a mistranslation from the Hebrew text of Isaiah. What it actually said was Hillel ben Shahar, Hillel being the shining one or the morning star, ben Shahar meaning son of dawn. And the prophet Isaiah was actually talking about the king of Babylon, and he was implying the emperor's downfall in the sense that, just like the planet Venus, he would rise and fall. As mentioned in the previous episode of The Importance of the Sun, these biblical figures are a reference to the human body, the microcosm, and the celestial bodies, the macrocosm. And in this case, Allow me to help you see why. When Halel ben Shehar was translated into Greek, it was translated as phosphorus, known as a light bearer. Alternatively, Hailsphoros, dawn bringer. It was then translated into Latin to Lucifer, known as light bringer, also known as morning star. And it is also very easy to make that association with Lucifer and Venus, because Venus is known as both the morning star and evening star. And this is because Venus glows so bright that it's the last star you see before sunrise. It's the false light because it's there before the sun. And it's also known as the evening star because you can catch it right after the sun set. It's the first star we see at night. It's the one many of us make our wishes to, right? Starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish I grant tonight. Kind of makes you think about who's actually granting you your wishes. But... As the story goes, Lucifer became so enamored with himself and so full of pride that he began to think that he could be like God, if not more, and committed the sin of pride, rallied up and convinced one-third of God's angels to side with him and rebel against God. And it was then that he was casted out of heaven. Satan is just more of a, of a title that is given to other demons. And since we are on the topic, demon actually comes from the Greek word daemon, which means divine being. I'm sure you've heard me mention that before in previous episodes, but it just felt right to put it in here again. So Satan is a title. It means adversary, the opposer to work against. So once Lucifer was casted out of heaven, he became known as Satan. So Satan, meaning the adversary, the opposer, the rebellious one, 
is more of a job title, right? It's his job to test you, to see if you will succumb to your lower consciousness levels. So Satan tested Adam and Eve, Satan tested Job, and Satan tested Jesus even. You know, while doing research for this episode, I came across a clip of Denzel Washington where he said, when the devil ignores you, you know you're doing something wrong because the devil's not going to want to interrupt whatever wrong it is that you're doing. But when the devil comes to you, it's because you're trying to do something right. And speaking of the devil, the devil is just a cosmic evil. It can refer to evil spirits, right? So low vibrational beings. It's pretty much the embodiment of all evil. So, interestingly enough, just as we have the Trinity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we have a form of a Trinity on the other side of the spectrum, where Lucifer, Satan, and the devil can be seen as three in one, but it's important to understand how they also differ. With all of that having been said, we can now understand a little better modern Satanism. Now, with Satanism, you have what you call theistic Satanist, which means they actually believe in a actual devil who resides in hell or some sort of underworld. And just like with Christianity, you may have your extremist, people who have killed in the name of Satan. But that's a very rare and small amount. And I'm only mentioning it because I do want to acknowledge that just like with Christianity, you do have those extremists who have committed horrendous acts in the name of Jesus, God, or Satan. But on the other side, you have your non-theistic modern Satanist, which, ironically, do not believe that there is an actual devil. They view Satan as more of a, an idea of a symbol, the adversary, and they use satanic imagery to promote social justice. Alright, so when you think or hear of modern Satanism, two major groups come up, and that's the Church of Satan, which was founded by Anton Xander LaVey in 1966, and then you also have the Satanic Temple, which was founded in 2013, or co-founded, I should say, by Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry. Both of them are atheistic, which means they don't believe in God or the devil, and they both use Baphomet imagery, which can be a little bit frustrating to some occultists because Baphomet was created by Eliphas Levy, and he was meant to symbolize the totality of binary opposites. He's the embodiment of duality and enlightenment, but the image was purposely meant to be grotesque in order to ward off individuals who are not mentally prepared for knowledge. 
Although both of these groups are similar in some ways, they also have their differences. For example, the Church of Satan believes in magic. Their foundational text are the writings of Anton LaVey, which is basically the Satanic Bible. And they are not officially recognized as a tax-exempt church by the IRS. Whereas the Satanic Temple does not believe in magic, they more so believe in logic and rationalism. They have vast literary options. And they are recognized by the IRS as a tax-exempt church. The Satanic Temple is more of a, more of an activist group. They go up against different political and religious groups. And they do this in order to fight for liberty, equality, and rationalism. And to make sure that there is a separation between the church and state. So they more so use the idea of what Satan represents. It's going up against tyranny. And they've been involved in a few controversial incidents. If you watch their documentary, Hail Satan, they talk about how they went in support of former Florida Governor Rick Scott to make a point. Apparently, Rick Scott wanted to allow prayer into public schools. And the Satanic Temple said, okay, cool, we're in support of this, because if you can have Christian prayer in public schools, then you can have prayers of all religious backgrounds, including Satanic prayers. And of course, there were a lot of people who did not agree with them because they didn't want their kids to be taught Satanic prayers at school. But they got their point across. So... Again, they use Satan as a metaphor and as a symbol to represent the eternal rebel against arbitrary authority. So they use it to promote skepticism, personal autonomy, and curiosity. Bottom line, they want you to critical think. And their belief system is centered around the seven tenets. So just as Christianity has their Ten Commandments, the Satanic Temple has their seven tenets. And if you go to the website, you'll be able to quickly find them as they are in the homepage if you scroll down a little bit. But the first one says, One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. The second is, The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Number three, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. Number four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Number five, beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Number six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And number seven, 
every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Mm -hmm. So not what the average person might expect. I didn't read anything about performing blood rituals or human sacrifices. In fact, I could get behind some of these tenets. And to be honest, a while back, I considered it. But honestly, I don't agree with some of their beliefs. And to leave one religion and then jump into another one, it's not for me. I am very happy right now, walking the middle path. But what are your thoughts? Are you currently a Satanist? Or have you ever considered becoming a Satanist? Or is this your first time hearing about what Satanism is? Well, let me know what you guys think. I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. And you can reach me at lauralavender.mb at gmail.com Or you can also friend me on Instagram at lauralavender.mb And you can message me through there. Also, don't forget to check out the website at www.mysteriesbeyond.com. And if you guys are brave enough, you're welcome to leave me a voice message on there using SpeakPipe. It's on the homepage and you can't miss it. It's orange, bright orange. But you can record your message, review your message, and then if you like it, submit it. And then once I receive it, I can then add it to a future episode. And you could hear yourself on a future episode. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode, and thank you so much for listening to Mysteries Beyond. I'm your host, Laurel Lavender, and I'll see you guys next episode. <laughs>